0: But we're here for a real education Welcome to A Real Education, I'm your host Tim Wick I am joined as always by my co-host Movie Eagle, Melissa Kersher Hello ( realidade) And Movie, we're going to say Sparrow, Sparrow, (laughs) Jenna Young Hi there (laughs) Yay And we are here this time to watch Birdman. Birdman Birdman So uh, as always, we have to start by saying, "Hey Jenna, what do you know about Birdman?"
1: I know absolutely nothing about Birdman, but I can see this going in two different directions. Okay. There is either Birdman is a superhero,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who uh, can call all of the the woodland birds to him, uh, like Snow White, only uh, less attractive, and um, and <laughs> and and convince them to to do his bidding, uh, and hijinks ensue. And um, or drama, like either one could be acceptable, maybe both. Uh, or the other way it could go is that it's like this this dude that just kind of like feeds pigeons in the parks, and it's more about like his own internal struggle or whatever. And somebody that I could see being played by Robin Williams only, well,
0: he's dead. Yeah, that yeah. happened.
1: But you know, like that 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 whole, or maybe like a Tom Hanks type you know an actor that's that's able to do like 18 million different levels and some of it's funny and some of it's really sad and and things like that so those are the two
2: things that popped into my mind when i heard birdman i birdman. think you have two independent very good hollywood pitches going there I See, me, you I'm know, I really which is this. the one we're gonna
0: watch so and yeah that's, no, all right then <laughs> uh you know uh this is uh as, as it has become an annual tradition we tr- we like to watch the film that won best picture mm-hmm. so this is the best picture for the 2015 oscars well 2014 oscars uh, well it came they, out they were in the awarded 20... in 2015
1: well yeah but they're the, but the, the, the 40, films but they, came out in yeah, 2014. 2014.
0: It's all very confusing, because I think they do refer to them at the 2015 Oscars, do even they? though I the film do, had actually. to have been released in 2014. And the point is...
2: I think usually they say it's like the 841st Academy yeah.
0: Awards. Yeah. But, the point yeah. is, this film won Best Picture. Yes. Uh, beating out such films as Theory of Everything and Whiplash and Selma and 12 other films, or however many were nominated this year. Yeah, I think it was nine. And yeah, I it,
2: probably saw zero of them. <laughs> I saw it too. I've
0: seen I've been, I was, I was trying to determine. I think it's five, but I'm going to look it up uh, yeah. while we're uh, on on hiatus and watching oh. the film. Oh, uh, we should
1: figure that out during break. Yeah. Oh, now,
0: Melissa and I have both seen this film, but more very recently. I only saw it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Melissa, you saw it after the Oscars as well.
2: No, I saw it before the, oh, Oscars. Before the Oscars. I saw it on Groundhog's Day. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, I was watching Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day.
0: Man, that's you know we, what I'm going to say before we watch this film, and since you know so little about it, Jenna, I think it'll be more fun to just have you figure out how wrong you are. Oh, um,
1: oh I expected to be wrong at but, least. But I one mean of all the different ways that both. you're wrong,
0: because okay. there are so many of them.
2: Uh, <laughs> she did get one thing right.
0: She did. She did. She did. She, did. she got so, an aspect, but not, not in a way that she expects. But, no, mm-hmm. but the, you got one thing right. Oh, so, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. But uh, I think before we watch it and we'll talk a lot more about it afterwards because I think it is particularly important to this film this film won an Oscar for Best Cinematography
2: yes Mm -hmm.
0: and when you watch the movie you're going to know why yes Uh, you'll probably know why I would say no more than 10 minutes into the film why this movie won Best Cinematography Uh, and I'm not gonna I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about it much more than that because Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watching what they do with the camera work in this movie is some impressive shit. Yes. Um
2: and uh I will also point out the score is also very impressive. A lot mm-hmm. of people were very angry that the score was disqualified from the running of being nominated for well, best score this year. Yeah. But uh, it, it is it is a very unique way to approach. Yeah. A, very the score.
0: Un- very unusual um but super, super interesting. Interesting sounds Minnesotan. Uh, very, very, <laughs> just super compelling. How's compelling? Yes. Yes. Compelling mm-hmm. better? Yes. Uh, several actors in this film are nominated for uh, Oscars as well. None of mm-hmm. them won, but uh, I'm not going to say who they are because then I might give something away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the lead in this film was cast well- Yes. for so many different reasons. Yes. Is it Tom so, Hanks? So no, many it isn't. Different, <laughs> it is not Tom Hanks. Well, right. uh, that
1: theory's out the door.
0: I don't... You know, and we'll get into a <laughs> conversation about Best Picture and what really is Best Picture and what isn't, mm-hmm. and why a movie like this is like... I mean, I, it doesn't... It will not shock you that it won Best Picture for a lot of different reasons.
2: Well, it will and it won't. I mean, we'll get into this later.
0: But, yeah, but yeah. I, I think uh, there. there's some conversation to be had about what best picture really means and what the academy tends to vote for uh but uh, to me it's unquestionably a really amazing film yeah absolutely brilliant so i'm really looking forward to hearing it to watching it and i'm sure anxious to figure out what i figure out to put as music in between our talking right now and when we come back (laughs) given (laughs) the conversation about the score wait a minute there's
1: music that gets played in between the
2: segments
0: See, that's what happens to those of us that listen to our podcast and know what happens. Mm. So, mm-hmm. like for instance, for Persepolis, I used the eye of the tiger,
2: which was <laughs> awesome.
0: Anyway, <Yes. laughs> that's a tangent. We will go off, we will watch Birdman, <laughs> and uh, we look forward to talking with you about the film when we are done watching the film. Yay. we are back. We just wanted to let everyone know we watched that entire movie in one unbroken string. Right? <laughs> we um,
1: did. Uh, except so, for, you know, the part where he shot himself and was like all sorts of different flashy shit. Then there but, was, the,
0: there was, yeah, there were more dude. cuts in that one moment than there were. Well, I mean, yeah. So, uh, why did this movie win Best Cinematography? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. First, we have to say, hey, Jenna, what did you think of the
1: movie? Um, I thought it was really, really, really well done. Uh, I obviously have a soft spot in my heart for theater and theater drama and uh, <laughs> stage-like things and the, the seedy underbelly of theater and, and critics and all of that. Um, I uh, I was right on two accounts. Three, actually. There were birds. There, there, were, there birds. were birds. There were birds. There was a superhero. There was. Yes. Although I was wrong about exactly his powers. but yeah, nope. A
0: little, little sorry. off.
1: Uh, a superhero. And there was a meandering about the the, the quote-unquote birdman's life and the ins and outs of the, the background of his story. So,
0: so there you go. Okay.
1: So I, w- I was right about that. It was a m- moshing of, of various aspects of things I touched on. So.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, back to, I think we, the, the, really the first thing you have to talk about in this movie is the cinematography. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yep. holy shit. Uh, it, it was
2: not filmed in one break, sure. even though it looks like it. Um, there are sixteen visible cuts in the movie, in the entire thing. But it, where there are cuts, you know, they're they're hidden. They're kind of digitally yeah. Even when you watch an actor
0: walk into a darkened corridor, yeah, and the, usually yeah, that's that's, that's a, a yeah, point where you can figure it's kind out
2: of a gimme. But they were doing. They were doing takes that were fifteen minutes long.
1: Yeah, I was about to say even without yeah. that, that goddamn.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were doing just tremendous uh, amounts of work as actors. Um, what they, was their shooting schedule for this? They did this. They shot this movie in twenty three days, and damn. It, and because there were so few breaks, it wound up being edited in under two weeks. So the production time of this movie was almost. Oh more. my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah That's like i And so like of Most of the editing Was you know Sound design stuff Yeah um, And of co- you know Of course Some com- compositing Because there was Some obvious CG Sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like Birdman well, like Birdman, <laughs> the flying and the monster, yeah. the big monster
0: at the top of the building. Yeah, uh, yeah, that monster.
2: Michael Keaton's ass floating three feet above the ground. <laughs> you know that sort of thing. Um, but that wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to believe that Michael Keaton has uh, right. kinetic powers, but oh, you know, God, wouldn't that yes. be great?
0: <laughs> I just uh, the, the the in the second watching the movie, the part that that kind of amazes me is the shot where you see Keaton on the street. Uh
2: huh. Mm-hmm. It
0: cuts away. It comes back to Keaton and he starts to fly up. Uh huh. And you know that that's a composite that, you know, they shoot him on green screen for that. They, they pull away and then they come mm-hmm. to Keaton up on top of the building. <clears throat> that's an unbroken shot, which means that when Keaton is on the street before they go to the composite. To the point that he's at the top of the building, Keaton had to get from the street to the top of the building. Mm hmm. <laughs> and he had to do it in a way that he wasn't just running up the stairs or he'd be huffing and puffing when he's standing on the edge of the building. Well, maybe he rode the crane up with the, with the he camera. Might, <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. I ride the crane up with the camera yeah, you know it's like how do they how do they time you know obviously you can kind of take your time with the crane to give him the opportunity to get into place mm-hmm. but you've got a plan for how it's supposed to look. so you really want it timed out. And you're just like, holy shit! The the amount of uh, logistics that had oh, to yeah. go into, yeah. uh, like, it, um, it's like
2: almost like doing live theater. <laughs> what? It's crazy.
0: It's insane. It's crazy. The, um, the the scene where he's in his dressing room and you see him take off his wig and then the camera swings around and he's in the middle of a press conference. Mm-hmm. And in that, and, the, and you
2: notice the camera swings around him. You don't see the camera in the mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so the camera swings yeah. around and then it swings back and he's changed clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know they dressers in theater can change somebody's clothes in about five seconds, but yeah. still it's just <laughs> again the logistics that they had to kind of plan yeah. out. All right, how do we do this so we can we can transition to a later period of time without ever doing a cut well the um, the beautiful thing about
2: the movie and the way it's structured is that it covers so much time in an unbroken take it, mm-hmm. well quote unbroken take yeah. they, the things that they do to compress time while you're watching this movie is is really extraordinary so yeah. it's it's all fluid, but this is a story that takes place over several days and yet yeah. what you're seeing is you know to your
0: eyes seamless yeah. yeah. So you know, wins best cinematography. That kind of feels like that was a gimme. That was a yeah, gimme yeah. because mm-hmm. holy shit, the cinematographer did an amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he got handed a script and got told, by the way, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want any this cuts. This 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 twelve page section right here is one take, and the cinematographer is like, but it's in eight different rooms. Yes, I understand that. We're gonna move. <laughs> we're gonna move between the rooms and follow the actors, but it takes place over twelve hours. Yes, I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. I would want to be at that first production meeting. Oh god. Um,
2: well, uh, one of the things you know before we went into production, uh, the director Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu met with, I think it was Mike Nichols. Uh, like, over dinner to discuss the project. And Mike, Mike Nichols being a director himself and also a director of theater. Um, and they met, and And Mike Nichols said, you're, what you're talking about doing is you know, just basically impossible. I mean, the, the logistics of this are enormous. And uh, what Inuritu... I mean, this didn't dissuade Inuritu from doing the film, but it did kind of turn his eyes onto well, this is what we're trying is more difficult than I thought. How do we plan for this? And so they,
0: an enormous amount of work just went into the logistics of the
2: thing. Mm, and of
0: course you got these 15 minute takes and if any actor messes up their lines Oh yeah, like Emma Watson often did apparently over. or em- em- Emma Stone, I'm sorry, Emma Stone. Okay. Emma Watson. No. She messed up her lines yeah. more often than any other actor right. apparently. They she, they
2: had a they had a tally Malfanz- for all the actors. Zach
0: galifianakis kept kept tallies of yeah. who messed up <laughs> their lines the most.
2: And Galifianakis messed up the least.
0: Huh. Apparently, but uh, uh, but some of his some of his mess ups are actually still in the film.
2: Yeah, because he carries him off really well. Yeah, yeah,
0: like he calls Martin Scorsese Martin Scorsese.
2: Scorsese, you <laughs> whatever, which I think is hilarious.
0: And they just <laughs> let that in, uh, yeah. which I don't think that was as written as his character not not <laughs> being aware of how you pronounce Scorsese. I think that was just him messing it up, and they're like. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Let's just yeah, keep it. Keep it. I'm just gonna keep it. Um.
2: <laughs> I, I did read an article somewhere, um, that there are some shots that are like some of the longer takes, they actually were able to digitally composite two different performances. Like Ed Norton from one take and Keaton from another. Sure. Um, and uh, doing do some of that just so you get the sweetest takes from each of the actors. But um, I haven't seen that corroborated anywhere. I mean, I I believe they can do it. I mean, sure, we have you to. Be. We have the yeah. technology. We have the but. tools, and we have the talent. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh,
0: so yeah, Keaton <laughs> was yeah. nominated for best actor, yep. and the Lost, yeah. I think, only because Eddie Redmayne played a cripple. <laughs> oh, um, yeah.
2: And and uh, you know, uh, also Norton was nominated,
0: and uh, Emma for, Stone, and
2: Emma Stone was nominated. Um, the, the, I think it was total of eight Oscars. Let me count. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, eight Oscars, nine Oscars, something like that. Um, it did win Best Picture. It won Best Director, Best Cinematography, and Best Sc- Original Screenplay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Also yeah. has the distinction, interestingly, because the everybody calls it Birdman, but the actual title of the film is Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, which means it is the longest titled film. To ever win,
2: with the exception of uh, uh, Return of the King, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, I think is one word on it.
0: Extra uh, I on think it. I think it's got fewer letters. Uh,
2: maybe. Well, I think it uh, it may also be whether you count Birdman as one or two words. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's a very the point long. Point is, title. it's a
0: really long title, and <laughs> yes. and is one of the one of the record holders, if not the record holder, longest title, which. Mm-hmm. Apropos of nothing doesn't really mean anything, but it's interesting. <laughs> um, it uh, it of course brings us to the it brings us back to the concept of the unreliable narrator because the entire film is basically told from Keaton's point of view. Mm-hmm. And you just um, it's like I don't know what actually happened at the end of that movie.
2: I I have my theories. <laughs> you have, have your my, theories. I mean, I mean my my idea of it is that whenever Keaton is is somewhere where there's no other witnesses, um, that's when the crazy starts going sure. down, so he starts hearing, that's when he hears the voices, that's when uh, he starts, you know, having Keaton powers and levitating and all that fun stuff. And then at some point in the middle of the film... They start to encroach upon each other. There, there's a scene where somebody is in the room with him, and he starts. He hears the voice for a moment, like when the newspaper comes in, and he gets angry about the newspaper. Mm. You hear the vo- you hear the voice over the scene, and then um, when he's outside, um, standing on top of the building, and the guy comes up to him, "Are you okay, man? I can. Do I need to call somebody?" And then crazy starts happening, even though that guy is there. I, I think the the hallucinations start encroaching upon the time he's with other people as the movie progresses. And then, at the very end, when he finally shoots himself in the head, that's when you see the f- first cuts in the movie. The mm. first actual visual right. edits. And it's very hallucinatory, and it's... Grabbing, it's kind of that stereotypical, um, the the last thoughts as I lay dying sort of thing with the you know the story about the jellyfish and you know seeing the the marching band that was outside, and I think the final scene is actually all in his head, entirely. That that is him inventing his own end to his own narrative, by shooting himself. He has taken control of what he wants his life to be and the ending is him putting sense to what he just did. Sure. So that makes sense. I'm, I'm That's that's the way
0: I think of it.
1: I'm willing to buy it. I think he's actually magical. <laughs> that, that, that'd actually be
0: flew See, out There's the also the possibility, you mm-hmm. know, because you have the Emma Stone character
2: mm-hmm.
0: looking down and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, it does... But but, but, but I mean, It feels yeah. like feels like a fantasy
2: yeah and I, th- I think if he were to write a scene in his own head how he wants everything to end he would you know have the the fame and integrity he was reaching for he would have uh formed a bond with his daughter he would have told birdman to fuck off and yet he, he has kind of absorbed <laughs> birdman into himself with this kind of bruising that looks like a mask and his new nose which looks like a beak and 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 I think I I
0: I just think that whole thing is innocent. That's just
1: No, you're probably right. That's I still like the idea that he flew out the window.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean the reason that I kind of that I kind of don't the the reason that I didn't immediately decide that was because I felt like the flashes made sense Mm as the Flashes of death; those last, those mm-hmm. last memories. But then, when you have the really cohesive end to the narrative, that that felt weird. Yeah, it felt but there, like... are,
2: but there are like weird. I think there are weird clues in that last scene. Like the daughter brings in lilacs, which were used to be used in funerals to uh, cover the smell of death. And I mean, clearly, there's a thing about flowers in the movie, so I think yeah. that's significant. Also, you don't. Have hospital rooms with windows that open? You don't. Especially no. not,
0: not... Certainly somebody wounds. who appeared to have tried to commit suicide would would not be allowed <coughs> to be alone in his yeah. room.
2: Yeah. It, uh, it seems to not work in a logical space. Sure.
0: So. Yeah, I...
2: And he flew out the window. And he flew out the window. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, but again... The, the, you know what happened what's happening is unreliable because it's being told from his point of view absolutely absolutely um, and so uh at that and that ending is i think your interpretation is completely valid but certainly not the only one the movie oh, yeah. makes no attempt to tell us what really happened uh, uh,
2: another uh, interpretation i i found that i like a lot is that this is actually a retelling of macbeth and Michael Keaton is both Macbeth and Lady Macbeth, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there there are a lot of references to Macbeth in the movie because I mean, the tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow speech. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and there there's the weird scene on stage with the elk people, and you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: so many. Was so Sound many and questions.
2: Fury a I thought that was a different. Sound and Fury.
0: Signifying Tale told them. by those idiots, tempest, full of sound sure. and fury, signifying nothing. nothing. That's the Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow speech, mm-hmm. which is spoken by what appears to be a bum, but apparently turns out to be an actor auditioning. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, Or not. Who knows? (laughs) Unreliable. (laughs) Also, the film... I I saw an article about this that's interesting, talking about the fact that whenever there are critics in films, they are almost always villains. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, interestingly, we just watched All About Eve, and indeed, Mm -hmm. there's a critic in that film who is most definitely a villain. (gasps) Most definitely a villain. They
1: should all come with mustaches that they can twirl. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wonder
0: if that isn't just, you know... When you are an art, a producer of art, when you're an artist, who is at the um, mercy of critics to some extent, Mm -hmm. Uh, the critics who, in most cases, do not produce, they simply watch and say positive or negative things, Um, and in the case of this critic in this film, hold tremendous power over the artist. If they like it, then the artist is successful. If they don't like it, then the artist will fail. Mm-hmm. Um, although the the funny thing is that really isn't true now. anymore. Right? Yeah, there, there, are, the Transformers <clears throat> movies make insane amounts of money, and the critics hate the Transformers with good reason. They're awful films. But yeah. but the I
1: saw one of them. <laughs> I don't watch much, but I saw one of those. Well done. Well, Although it was, you're, it was you're in in one a, up on me, actually. It was in a drive in. So you get the, the, the bass going, and it actually felt really cool. I'm excited, but <laughs> right. it doesn't
0: have to be on our list, so that's good to yeah, hear. there you but, go. You're <laughs>
1: welcome. That was for you, Tim.
0: Yeah, thank you.
2: I've <laughs> never seen any of the Transformer movies. I saw the, the like, 1980s animated one with Orson Welles as one of the voices. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. we're always <laughs> looking for <laughs> movies
1: that Melissa has in the same.
2: No, no, I don't think oh, come on, that, come on that, have yeah. it
1: fun. You'll like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Only if we see it in a drive-in theater, though.
0: So again Ooh, you've got cool. a, you've there got you a go. case of a, th- a critic who has who holds <laughs> tremendous power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting back to the original point.
2: Um, <laughs> and this
0: the the theme and the reason I think when you talk about why does this movie win best picture? Well, it's a very good movie, but I think that there are themes that the academy that votes for these things respond to. And certainly the idea of celebrity versus being an actor and uh the desire to have your work be more recognized for the quality than for the amount of money it made Mm -hmm. Uh, and the way that hollywood actors are, are i think looked down upon by a lot of stage actors uh and critics of the stage and not taken terribly seriously and uh you know there's also the whole point that there's this meta thing that you've got Michael Keaton playing the main role mm-hmm. and he is a he's a person who had been very very popular playing a superhero as Michael Keaton did in the 1980s when he played Batman I mean yeah. it's and I and, there,
2: and and the that theme follows into the rest of the cast too because Ed Norton was the Hulk and Emma, Emma Stones Stone in, Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man movies. And Naomi Watts was Jet Girl in Tank Girl.
0: So it's,
2: oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah.
0: The only one who hasn't been in a superhero movie, I think, is Zach Galifianakis, which yeah, is kind of weird. Um, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> all, yeah, all of these actors have this connection to superhero movies. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Although Zach Galifianakis has the angle of he's comedian- Turning to a you know somewhat serious, serious role here, role, yeah. which which Keaton did because Keaton was known for comedy until he's in the late '80s when he started doing drama, right? Like Clean and Sober, and and well, one of the big concerns with the first Batman movie was, well, this wacky Beetlejuice guy, how is he going to play Batman? What is the you know what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And and he had to prove his acting chops.
0: And he yeah. yeah. There, there are lots of problems with that film, but Keaton is actually not.
2: Keaton's fantastic.
0: Yeah, Keaton's a fantastic actor. And he, he probably has nailed Bruce Wayne better than any actor who's played Batman since. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which give him a lot of credit for that. But they, I, I, I mean, they trade on that in this movie. Oh, totally. I don't know that they. I, I I haven't read whether or not uh, the. Casting of Keaton, you know, was always kind of something that they wanted to do mm-hmm. to parallel uh, that the career of the character he's playing with the real person. But uh, it it adds this interesting layer as you kind of go, well, Keaton kind of knows what this is like. Mm-hmm. Not that he's his career just tanked after he did Batman, but the idea that being this superhero character can take over your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And being being in any successful franchise, I think, is is kind of where where they're they're exploring the idea that these mega blockbusters, you become an actor who's well known for this mega blockbuster role, and how do you break free of that? Mm-hmm. You know, is that really all that anybody's ever going to know you for? Um, you know, and you go back to the question of well best picture i mean we kind of always talk about this as to whether or not a best picture f- film is the best picture in any given year and
2: well this and as i said earlier i feel like this is a very strange movie to have won best picture and yet it, it is also a very typical movie be, to win best picture because first of all hollywood loves nothing more than to see movies about itself Sure. in movies about the trade of acting. Yes. So, you know that the Academy goes bonkers for movies about their own trade. So, in this way, Birdman's kind of a gimme. But this this is one of those movies that is so strange and so auteur and and yet so self-aware of the business that it it feels like one of those indie movies that um I should have seen it like fantastic fest and nobody else would have seen it and I would have spent the next five years going you gotta see this weird ass movie that I saw and I really liked you gotta see this yeah, thing but else it becomes else knew, best picture instead it becomes best picture and it's it's very very odd because um a lot of times the movies that win best, best picture are much more you know quote mainstream Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like when this, when Birdman started actually gaining some traction with audiences, I feel like a large portion of audiences were just kind of baffled by it because this is (coughs) the sort of, this is not your typical mainstream narrative. It's a, and uh, whether you feel it's, you know, pretentious or not is... You know, one thing, but it, it's also something that it, there's not a pat ending to it. There's
0: a lot going on. The, the main character yeah. is not particularly sympathetic. I yeah, mean, he's not a horrible person, but certainly no. he's um, fucked up. Oh yeah, he's, he's kind of a bad person. Yeah,
2: and it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a very strange movie to have gone mainstream enough
0: mm-hmm. to,
2: to sure. garner best picture.
0: Yeah, and I, some of the other pictures, pictures that were up, we were talking about how many we'd seen before, and I have mm-hmm. actually, I've actually seen all but two, which surprised me. I thought I'd had not. saw. The only two I didn't see were American Sniper and Boyhood, mm-hmm. uh, which Boyhood we have to watch that at some point. Did you see Boyhood? Not Rosa? yet. Yeah. Not yet.
2: It's in MCU though. It, yeah, it's I'll one see of the, it it's
0: the. Boyhood is one of those films that I think, like Birdman, is this really ambitious take oh, on yeah. filmmaking.
2: But dear listeners, if you don't know what Boyhood is, it took 12
0: years to make because they... They wanted to shoot a film yeah. about a boy growing up, and so they shot it while the lead actor grew up.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, oh.
0: in, but,
2: in a conceptual way, yes.
0: Yeah, there but, was. Yeah. I, I thought this year had some very odd choices. Yeah. You know, Birdman and Boyhood. But the other one that I thought was kind of bizarre that it ended up on there was the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Which is fantastic. <laughs> it is... Oh, I mean, I, I enjoy Wes Anderson, and I don't know if it's my favorite Wes Anderson, but it is up there because it's amazing. We haven't done a Wes Anderson film yet, and that will have to be corrected. We probably we probably should because
2: I actually don't like Wes Anderson very much. Mm. Um, but his movies of late, I've started becoming more and more okay with them. So there's... I mean, I have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we should do We should probably do <laughs> Rushmore,
0: point. I think. Oh boy, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll do the Grand Budapest Hotel because it's fantastic. Oh, that that, uh, that had before. But the uh, movies like The Imitation Game and Selma and The Theory of Everything, all of which I've seen are very much academy kind of films.
2: Yeah, yeah those are like Oscars, give me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're screaming out to yeah. be presented with Oscars. Uh, and somehow Birdman squeaks in there and mm-hmm. the other film that was The Front Runner was Boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was really a question of which of those two films were going to win. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected one of those other three to take it. Um,
2: Although it's, I mean, another thing that was a point for, you know, garnering favor f- with the Academy, or at least maybe a uh, something that might indicate a bunch of Oscars might go to Birdman this year, is the fact that, you know, the, the director, Alejandro González Iñárritu, hasn't had a very... Um, he, he only produce he he only directs a movie like once every few years so I mean even though he's been working in the industry for a couple decades now it's um, um he's only done like five feature length movies. By he's it, got this that point. Stanley
0: Kubrick thing going. Yeah, because he, he
2: he he did Morris Peros, 21 Grams, Babel, Beautiful, and Birdman, and every single one of those movies has gotten Oscar nominations. Oh. Yeah, so, like, out of the gate, everything he has done has gotten the attention of the Academy, so maybe it was only a matter of time before he started getting some kudos. Also, he's one of two uh, people with uh, uh, Mexicans, um, like, people with Mexican citizenship to win Best Director consecutively, because uh, previous year was Alfonso Cuaron, who won for Gravity, and then this year, in won best director. Hmm.
0: So yes, there that and that's although there was issues with uh, with diversity as there always are in the nominees mm-hmm. for best director, it at least you know didn't go to a white male um, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Well, the, um, Chicks don't
1: direct films.
0: Actually, yeah. Uh, well, they
2: do. Actually,
0: <laughs> Selma was directed by an African American woman. Mm-hmm. They had a mm-hmm. great opportunity. Oh, man,
2: they that. could have knocked two for a. That, that That would have been a twofer.
0: That would yeah. have been a twofer, but they didn't pull that off.
2: But, you know, I'm, I'm good with Inuri, too, I'm getting a. Yes. I'm getting a best director.
0: So, uh, we're reaching, I think, the end of our time, mm-hmm. so we yeah. should probably go with any final thoughts or any final bits of trivia you wanted to share with us, Melissa?
2: Um, I would like to point out that even though there were only 16 cuts in this movie that we watched, there were 30 edits in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the trailer did a terrible job of communicating how this film was going to tell its story. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the cinematography in this thing is something yeah. else. You just kind of know So, uh, Jenna. Final thoughts. How, how,
1: okay, so you go into an audition and they're like, yeah, so we're auditioning
2: for a drummer.
0: <laughs> that soundtrack, and, we did not bring up the soundtrack. Antonio
2: yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. An- Antonio Sanchez. That was fantastic soundtrack.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Just, just the way that that drum was woven into the appropriate point. Man. And you even see the and, drummer. Yeah. I and know, they bring the drummer like, in. It's he's like, like there for, you know, like Okay. A minute and a half total <laughs> if that. But it's like you know, at those those very, very strong poignant parts where you're like, Holy shit, drum. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And that, that introduction to him just on yeah, the street. I, I That's
0: weird,
2: but okay. I've, I've seen no weird random drummers on the
0: streets. Somebody yeah, I will have already decided by the time. You need to play the, the drums. Right. No,
2: the, the entire soundtrack is on uh, YouTube. Huh.
0: Well, yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> you got to uh, play but, the drums in the middle. the, the reason but, the reason the score was disqualified by the academy is because the orchestral parts were like stock um, classical. Oh, scores. sure. So yeah. they they're uh, from different sources, oh, and sure. for whatever reason, the academy did not feel that the rest of the the score, which was all drumming,
0: qualified. His huh. original yeah, story. you know, the or Academy like makes really fucked up stories yeah, sometimes. It just know. doesn't make any sense why they decide, well, this is eligible for this award, but this, nah, not really. No.
2: Yeah, I just, whatever.
0: I, I don't know. You know, and I always I always question things like do I feel in the list of nine films that they nominated, can can I honestly say that Guardians of the Galaxy was worse than all of them? and i can honestly not say that guardians of the galaxy was fucking phenomenal and they and you know that kind of pop culture filmmaking will never ever be recognized by the academy right and so it makes the it makes the idea of best picture a complete fabrication Mm -hmm. yeah because it's best picture of the kind that we are willing to award this to sure right Um, and they leave out so many... Comedies in general are left out. Birdman is unusual in that it is a comedy, but it is a very dark comedy, so that makes it okay.
2: Oh, yeah, And, and likewise, they're very unlikely to go way into the art film depths or, you know, make really brave decisions about, you know, this is a truly artistic, dense experience. There's a certain, like middle there's a ground. sweet
0: spot that they're willing to go to and that's yeah. pretty much as far as they're willing to go. Yeah. You know, so they'll go to something that's got a very auteur sensibility to it like Birdman. But, yeah. But, but
2: Birdman's a weird thing to have won the it, it, It's
0: about as far as the Academy's gone in that direction I think. Yeah. Um, although I, I would have to look back at, at, to see if there's maybe anything else. But I... Not it, in it, my memory. Yeah, mine either. So... Uh, anyway, uh, so Birdman was a terrific film. We really yes. enjoyed it, and uh, we are next time going to be watching The Usual Suspects. Yay! <laughs> because it took a little work, but we have determined Jenna has not seen the film. And <laughs> it's it's, we, it's uh,
1: possible I've seen, you know, like a TV clip of we, some sort. But yeah, we, we I, feel I, it I makes cannot, a fine
0: it makes a fine transition story, from this film so. to the next one, and we'll have to talk about why. Let yes. me get around to our next episode. So uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this movie, and you enjoy whatever movies you're watching. Until the next time, and we'll catch you later.
1: Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed our film
0: fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee